You sound like what? Sound like who? Rosie from the Jetsons. Yeah, the robot maid. That's what I sound like. <laughs> I don't think so. I do. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, even if I do, there's nothing. You know, I don't want to be discriminatory against robots or non-natural person. <laughs> we can't all be natural persons like Christy. <laughs> no discrimination against non-natural persons, please. Hello, Fort Worth, and welcome to another episode of the Fort Worth Freedom Review. My name is Anthony Sosa, and I am here today with Amber O'Dell and Christy Beamer to give our takes on the Democratic candidates for the Tarrant County election this November. Early voting has already started, but if you have not already voted, here is information on the Democrats running for Texas Railroad Commissioner, Texas Supreme Court, Tarrant County Sheriff, Tax Assessor Collector, Commissioners, Constables, and district judges, as well as what those positions do. As always, please subscribe and sign up for our newsletter and get updates on Fort Worth political news and deep dives into local issues. We are currently a volunteer organization. If you would like to get involved or want to contact us, you can reach us at fwfreedomreview at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fwreview and on Facebook at Fort Worth Freedom Review. This podcast is made possible by the Justice Reform League, a Fort Worth-based nonprofit. If you wish to support us, please go to www.justicereformleague.org and click the donate button. So I guess today I will kind of do a brief rundown of the different um, positions that are up for election uh, in Tarrant County. And then after we briefly do an overview of that, we will talk about each candidate, not each candidate, I guess each Democratic candidate uh, under each specific category. Yeah. And that's what we'll be doing. So, okay. What we've got right now is the Texas Railroad Commission is up for re-election. The Texas Supreme Court is up for re-election. And so that is at the state level, and then everything else is at the county level. And those positions are the Texas County Sheriff, or Tarrant County, rather, Sheriff, uh, Tarrant County Tax Assessor Collector, Tarrant County Commissioner, and there's multiple commissioners, uh, depending on their precinct, there's four of them. Uh, and then the Tarrant County Constables and the Tarrant County District Judges. So those are all different positions. They all kind of do different things. We'll start off with the Texas Railroad Commission because that's really the most powerful one. And that's also the one that people know the least about because the name is confusing intentionally. Uh, they want it, people to think it's about railroads and like, ah, oh, okay, we don't need to pay attention to that. No one cares about railroads. But that's not really what it's about. It's actually really, if, if you could think of it as like a secretary of energy or something for the state. 
uh, Texas Railroad Commissioner oversees oil and gas industry and their functions uh, and their regulations or lack of regulations. Hi, Rhoda. Um, he, they also oversee gas utilities, pipeline safety, and liquid and petroleum gas safety, and surface coal and uranium mining. So like all of the essentially energy industries, which are a big part of the Texas economy, are are overseen by the by the Texas Railroad Commissioner. So if we had, you know, one that was interested in regulating those industries more, that would be, you know, the 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 person who out of anybody else in the Texas government would be able to do so. Um, however, as it currently sits, all of these industries are pretty free to do as they please. Um, one thing I learned that I thought was really interesting about the Texas Railroad Commission was that OPEC, the oil cartel based in the Middle East, essentially all the oil producing companies, they modeled their design after the Texas Railroad Commission. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and it's also known as a, as a launching pad to higher office. So oftentimes people will become Texas Railroad Commissioner then go off to become something bigger and better. So it's, a, it's definitely a position to keep an eye on uh, during the election years. Next is the Texas Supreme Court. The Texas Supreme Court is comprised of nine different justices and they serve a six-year term each it is the last resort for civil matters in the state so not criminal things that would be the texas criminal court of appeals uh so i mean a lot of these ballot box decisions that have been going back and forth with the governor saying you know one ballot box per county and then it being challenged at different levels and then finally oh finally the supreme court says no one ballot box is cool so that's one of the examples of the texas supreme court actually making a, a legal decision that's a civil matter and it you know affecting our election as, as, as you know as well as other things um currently all nine justices are republican and Amber, how long has it been since that, that's been the case? What did uh, you say? 25 years. So it's been 25 years since we've had a, a Democratic uh, justice appointed or elected. Yeah. And as far as I can tell, this cycle is the first time that a woman has actually even ran for Supreme Court justice in Texas. Chief justice or mm -hmm. justice? Um, I think justice. Wow. There are three Democratic uh, women running for uh, Texas Supreme Court this year. That's Actually, four. Really? Yeah. Even better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even more so. Wait, who's the other one? Oh, uh, oh like, wait, I guess Amy, Amy Clark, Clark Meacham, Kathy Chang, Stacey Williams. And Giselda D. Tri uh, Triana. Oh, yeah, you're right. Boom. So that would be fantastic if we got some more representation on this nine-person uh you know, it's court. So essentially the way it works, you can get appointed to this position if a vacancy opens up during a term. And if you're appointed by the governor, then you serve out the rest of your term and then it's up for re-election. So we currently have four justices that were appointed by Governor pa Rick Perry and four justices that were appointed by Governor Abbott and then one justice that was actually elected. Uh just for some context usually you like to think you know we elected these people but actually no we only elected one of these people john divine um so that's that's where we're at now but they're up for re-election um this year next is the texas county sheriff's office we're now at the county level of things not at the state level 
So this is, I don't want to be confusing. Wait, oh. wait. I'm going to yes. make a correction. So it is Chief Justice that <clears throat> this is the first time a woman has ran for the position. Okay. Yeah, because Kathy Chang ran, this is like her second time running for a Supreme Court oh, Justice, right. period. Um, but no women have served on the Supreme Court of um, Texas? I, see, I'm not for sure. Okay. Uh, at least oh, the no. Chief Justice. Okay. Yeah. At least but the Chief Justice. We'll do this, some research. Yeah. Yeah, and it's actually uh, Amy Clark Meacham is the first woman to run for a chief justice. That's cool. Yeah. We will put any uh, corrections in the show notes. So if we are and on the website, yes, yeah, so on the website. So if we misspeak uh, at this moment, just you can look down at the notes, and, and and we'll we'll let you know for real right there. Um, so I, I want to clarify what I mean by by the state and county. So they're essentially versions of the same thing. The counties are a segment of the state. So people who represent the county are enforcing state laws just at the county level, not the municipal laws, not Fort Worth laws, but Tarrant County laws. So starting off with is is the Tarrant County Sheriff. Well, what does the sheriff do? Well, the sheriff enforces state laws at the, you know, at the county level. Uh, they manage and operate the county jail. They provide security for the court. So that's one thing when we were, you know, out there back in uh, May and June and July and stuff, there was always sheriffs uh, at the courthouse. And it's because that's their duty to protect the courthouse. Um, they also serve warrants and civil papers. They apparently, in I guess smaller counties, and Amber, you would know more about this than I would. I don't think Tarrant County fits under this. But they regularly... Uh, they act as like a bail bondsman in counties where there's no bond board. Yeah, and they also, like, the, in areas that are either, like, unincorporated or that are not, um, that are, like, outside of city limits, they also are the only law enforcement agencies to have jurisdiction in those areas as well. Interesting. So that's the, so this, that's the, that's the sheriff. We'll go over those candidates uh, momentarily. Next is the Tarrant County Tax Assessor Collector, and that's it's as, as exciting as it sounds. Um, they essentially calculate the property tax rates for the county. Uh, they collect those taxes and other fees for the state or county, and they deal with title transfers for cars and boats, and they can register people to vote, and it says they may conduct elections, which I didn't know exactly what that meant. Like, what do you mean... They may conduct elections. I don't know. So does that like... Interesting. I wonder if that would be like if we managed to bring, you know, for example, a piece of the local government code to election, if that would be the type of election that they would handle. Perhaps. Yeah, it's, I'm curious. It didn't... I mean, I, and the information I got this from was county.org, I believe. Look over here. Okay, I still got it up. I know that sounds very generic and vague, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, county.org. But actually, it's been a fantastic resource. Uh, that's where we get all, most of this information, actually. Wonderful. So, uh, so uh, next is the Texas, oh, I'm sorry, the Tarrant County Commissioner. And this is divided up into four different precincts. There's four commissioners that are responsible essentially for the roads and bridges in this precinct and the and the state buildings or government buildings inside the county they deal with policy making in regards to maintaining these facilities and they deal with budget decisions 
and making budget policy decisions essentially for these things. Uh, each of the four commissioners are supposed to be elected from one quarter of the county's population, and they serve along the county judge on the commissioner's court. And so this commissioner's court then essentially adopts county budgets and tax rates, approves all budgeted purchases for the county, fills vacancies uh, in elective and appointed offices, and sets salaries and benefits for all county employees. Uh, and they have the executive authority to authorize contracts. So the commissioner isn't a nothing job. It sounds like a really interesting job, actually. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, because you're like you're also on a court that deal, it's it's weird like you're but you're not a judge you're like a county budget court type <laughs> type person. Yeah, All right, it's uh, a it's a very important job <laughs> yes. for like probably most people having no idea what it is. Yes. So there's your Tarrant County Commissioner Commissioner Gordon. I always just think of Commissioner Gordon. That's when that's the only commissioner <laughs> I know. Uh, all right, constable. Various law enforcement functions. That's essentially they do all the other stuff. Uh, that, um, the, they can they do like the paperwork side of it. Exactly from what I saw. Exactly, they it, citations, serving warrants, serving civil papers like subpoenas or a, uh, restraining orders. They also serve as a bailiff uh, during Justice of the Peace Court, and that's essentially it. They apparently also do have the ability to write citations. I think that's a mis conception that like oh constables can't write you a traffic ticket apparently they can um that's just not like they're they're not a traffic cop they, they're there on behalf of the court um and then finally the district judges and district judges manage act supervise coordinate and plan operations for the courts and they assist the judiciary in decision making except when it comes to making legal decisions in the courtroom. That sounds like serious. Like, that's like logistically, like you're overseeing the operator. To me, when I was reading the job description, it reminded me of like a principal of a school. It's like, it's like you're not really doing anything except running the school. Like, you're making sure everything is running on time. You're not really doing education stuff, per se. You're making sure all the educators are doing their jobs. And like, you're just keeping the, everything running. And so like, I never thought of a district judge. I thought that was like a designation of like, where you worked as a judge or whatever, but apparently it qualifies you as like you're the judge that's running running stuff. How I took it. I don't know. So that's those are our positions. So now I guess we might as well run down uh, the candidates for each position. Do you have a place Perfect. do you all want to start? Um I figured we could just start, you know, from the top of the ballot. Um I mean we've already gone over, you know, some of the top of the ballot, but uh, just keep going in that order. Okay, day. So, railroad commissioner. The Democratic candidate is Krista Castaneda. She is running against... Who do, who's she running against? Um, she's running against the Republican uh, James Jim Wright. Jim Wright. Oh, um, yeah. A libertarian named Matt Starrett. Starrett? And then a Green Party candidate, uh, Katija Kat um, Gruyen. Gruyen. Green, probably. Okay. There's a town called Green in Texas. Okay. It's spelled like that. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Context. 
Um, yeah, so what I was able to find out about Krista, Castan- Krista Castaneda is that uh, she did note a lot um, about the name being so deceptive um, mm-hmm. of the railroad commissioner. Um, she she wants to change the name to be more relevant and give the commission the authority to balance all forms of energy, including renewables and clean energy. Um, so she's got an emphasis on um, both trying to be upfront about what the railroad commission is doing, as well as trying to um, take it in a more sustainable direction, I believe. That was what I found. Did you find anything? Um... Well, I, so I didn't vote for her in the primaries, so I guess I'm a little biased um, about, about, about Krista Castaneda. Who is she running against in the primaries? Um, I can, what was his name? I've been trying to remember his name for like the last half hour, Um, but there was a progressive candidate running. Was it Alfonso something? I don't know if it was. No. Um. Let me see here. Um, what I remember from my research at the time was uh, they they seem to have a lot of similar views. Uh, I didn't think that. No? No, because she is um, a previous, uh, like, oil company attorney. So mm. she used to represent big oil. And, I did um, not know that. Yeah, and if you look on her website... Like, one of the things that she says is, like, well, oil's not going anywhere, and it's a huge part of the Texas economy, so what I want to do is just stop oil companies from, like, burning and wasting all of our precious fossil fuels. And, Mm. um, yeah, she's, like, she's not really progressive. And, I mean, I think it's good that she's, like, coming out and saying you know, like, what her true stance is on it, but as far as, um, you know, like, real, like, pushing for more renewable resources, like, it doesn't seem like, it seems like she's kind of, like, mentioning that, like, to get votes. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know? I did, I did notice that she was definitely covering all her bases, you know, to try to ensure that she actually got the position in yeah. Texas. Yeah, but she's not trying to, like, r- like, she wants to see, like, like the I guess like Texas actually like enforcing regulations on oil companies which is good but she's not trying to like limit the production of oil or transition us to right yeah at least at least it doesn't say that she is yeah (laughs) so note that neither is the Republican right running but uh not a great rating I'd say yeah not a great rating yeah, I wish I could remember the name of who she ran against. Because cause the other guy that was running against her was like, let's start moving towards green. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm pulling some... Okay, I found it. It was... Um... Alonzo, not Alfonso. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alonzo, oh wait, Roberto Alonzo was his name. I got the order wrong. Yeah, yeah, he was cool. Yeah, and he only got um, 38% of the vote. Oof. Yeah, that's okay. I think, honestly, I voted for Castaneda, and I think, like, I, I didn't see any of, 
all that you just said. I think her website's better. Oh. If anything. But you sent me the thing about Roberto Alonso. Like Was that me? That was you, yeah. Yeah, you're What about him? Your your friend had made all of those little Oh yeah. I mean I'm looking at that now, but it it's not very like Oh. It it doesn't really show his progressive policies. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So that is the railroad commissioner candidate. Um, moving on to the Texas Supreme Court Chief Justice. I think, uh, Amber, you did most of the research about that. Do you want to sure. um, talk about her? Yeah, so her name is uh, Judge Amy Clark Meacham, and she is the first woman to run for Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. And it, there's like three women serving on this Texas Supreme Court currently. Um, so there's obviously, she's not the first <laughs> woman to run for Texas Supreme okay. Court, um, just to clear that up. Um, but she has done uh, a lot of um, volunteer work representing people that um, aren't able to afford legal assistance um, and was actually named like the outstanding pro bono um, judicial award from, <clears throat> from the Austin Bar Association in 2019. Um, she currently lives in Austin, Texas. Um, she's been presiding over the 201st District Court of Travis County since 2011, um, and she serves as civil presiding judge uh, for all of the civil and family courts in Travis County. So a lot of her uh, more recent career history is um, family court and civil court. Um, and she is also a judicial liaison for the Administrative and Public Law Council for the State Bar of Texas. Um, so she actually works for um, for the state bar, which I thought was really cool. Um, but she has um, a lot of a lot of experience working working as an attorney. Um, she's also done a lot of work um, advocating for uh, I guess like young women and um, women getting into business and you know women pursuing careers and stuff like that and as far as I can tell like that's the majority of what she has on her website she didn't really say very much about um like her actual stance on and like what she's wanting to change or anything like that it's just kind of um her decorated career as an attorney and district judge right yeah yeah that's that's mostly what I saw too yeah so um, so yeah, that's all I could really get. It's kind of hard to ascertain a whole lot about her positions. So, yep, yep. All right. So next is uh, running for place six on the Texas Supreme Court. We have Kathy Ching. Let's see if I can make my web page work. Run it, run it, run it. Run it. <laughs> All right, so Kathy Chang, um, she was the former adjudication officer for City of Houston. Um, this is her second time running for uh, Texas Supreme Court. 
she uh, made a note about supporting access to legal representation for people who can't afford it, mm. which is something that Tarrant County does not have. Right. Um, so that's that's pretty that's pretty strong. Anything else you got on her? Um, her main things that she was really talking a lot about is um, freedom, equality, and fairness, um, and wanting the actual members of the Texas Supreme Court to reflect the diversity of, um, of the citizens and people of Texas. And I guess her, her past experiences are in commercial litigation, family law, probate, tax, and real estate. Um, but she's really been, I guess, like, one of her biggest things is, like, you know, having integrity within the court system and um, access to everybody having access to legal representation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. All about it's that. It's important. Yeah. All right. Um, so next we have place seven. Uh, the candidate is Stacy Williams. Let's see. A two-term judge of the 101st District Court in Dallas County, elected in 2015 and in 2018. Um, she looks like she handles primarily commercial, personal injury, medical malpractice, real estate, oil and gas, and consumer disputes. So... Uh, from the, the show notes earlier, um, the Texas Supreme Court is civil cases, yes? That's correct. Okay. Cool. So just to connect mm -hmm. those things. All right. She is dedicated to improving the judicial process with fairness and efficiency. Super fair. All about fair. <laughs> like you were saying. And every, she every says, yeah, that's, that's all they ever have on their website. Um, it is time that the Supreme Court of Texas have justices who have real-life experience, who understand the needs of the working people of Texas, and who reflect the diversity of this state, which we're all about. Those are, those are all true things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dope. All right. You want to talk about Gisela Triana? Um, yeah. Oh, wait. I want to add that Stacey Williams is uh, against redistricting. And on her website, one of the biggest things that she was concerned about is eminent domain, which I thought was really interesting, um, and how like certain like properties are being alloc or you know like acquisitioned, I guess, by the government because of COVID nineteen because of the pandemic. Uh, so they're like, I it, I know it, it was like she was saying that they're um, being deemed essential, and um, I guess like through eminent domain or being acquired by interesting. Yeah, by the state. So I thought that was really interesting, but she had a little blurb about that on her website. And nobody else was talking about that, so Huh. Interesting. Um, let's see. So uh Giselda Triana, um, she had quite a bit on her website, um, but a quote from hers is that we need a court that guarantees a level playing field that does not put special interest ahead of every of everyday Texans in crucial is issues like health care, a clean environment, social justice, and the need for honest economic dealings. 
Um, she says that Texas has a political Supreme Court beholden to elitist power and corporate interests. I was like, yeah, Gisela, that is exactly right. Like, that's so true. Um, and then she <laughs> said, if elected, she would be the only member of the Texas Supreme Court who has served at every level of the Texas judiciary from municipal court and uh, JP court to county court um, at law, district judge, and Texas Court of Appeals, which I was like pretty impressed with because that is every level of the Supreme Court or of the Texas court system. Nice. Um, and that she's devoted her um, legal career to trying to help ordinary Texans. Um, so I liked that she was calling out all of the elites that get appointed, you know, by Abbott or Perry or, or whoever. Um, and if, like, she gets into, like, a lot of details on her, on the website and kind of, like, you know, kind of reams at it and is, like, you know, like, Greg Gabbitt's just appointing his friends and, you know, trying to get his friends' um, positions in the, in the Supreme Court so that, you know, they can have an entryway into... Um, into political office and you know people like me Damn, have been Gisella. yeah i know and she's like and people like me like i've been working my way up from the bottom and i'm about helping regular texans and you know not just serving the special interests of greg abbott and i was like yeah that's right like so <laughs> i give her an a plus plus as far as uh, our first <coughs> A plus plus, ladies a, and gentlemen. Yeah, she's an A plus plus. Nice. And she's talking about social justice, and you know, like she's talking about the environment, and yeah, I was like, all right, Gisela gets my vote. Nice. I don't even know if I can actually vote for her, but yeah, I only get to vote for. Um, oh wait, no, we can we can vote for all of them. Yes, I think. Sweet. Yes, we can. Gisella Triana. And it's not a, it's not like nope. a districted thing. Right. Place eight, Just place six. seven, place six, but that's their seat in the court. Yes. Nice. Okay. Alright, now we're on to another category. Yes. The Texas Senate. District twelve. Are we talking about Are the we Senate? doing that? Oh yeah, we're skipping the Texas and the House. Yeah. People. Oh we are? Yeah. Yeah, because oh. we <laughs> Yeah, because we're right, well, there's to focus on here at County. Like, all right. I just want to talk about the Supreme Court. There's a lot of important. info on the website. Yes. <laughs> so if you do want to know about uh, any of the Senate district, state Senate, or the Texas House district candidates, we do have plenty of information on the website. Uh, Christy has been working diligently to get this research up there. And we may do a separate issue, uh, issue, separate episode going over those. But there is a sense of urgency behind us because early voting starts tomorrow. So probably by the time that you're hearing this, early voting has already started. So we're trying to get this episode out ASAP, and we want it to pertain to the Tarrant County elections. But if we can get maybe together here in a couple of days and do uh, do the rest of these, I'm, we can do that and put up another episode. Yeah, totally. It, I mean, it also might be... I don't know. I guess it is a lot, and people could just look up their specific district, but yeah. I'm, I'm down for whatever. But the, the less work that people have to do, the better. That's what That's we're true. here for. The so more, we could just tell you. The more mediums we have this information in, exactly. the better. Exactly. So now I guess we're going to go down to Tarrant County Sheriff. Woo-woo! Vance Keys. we talk about Vance Keys. Yeah, Vance Keys. Yeah. Amber, did you see him speak at UTA? Yeah. Oh. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? Um, no. Okay. 
No, because that doesn't, that wasn't in the capacity of running for sheriff. That okay. was, so fair, Vance fair Keys, enough, fair enough. Vance Keys has like 10 different degrees. He's a PhD. He's got like two or three different master's degrees. Um, and he came to talk at UTA um, in, a, in an academic capacity, not um, in a capacity of, of running for sheriff. So I don't want to get into it. Okay. That's not, dope, it's, though. It's I didn't know he had relevant. all those degrees. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, his his website has a ton of information. If you want to go to vancekeys.com and go to his On the Issues tab, that's essentially where we got this a lot of this stuff, but uh, we're not going to read everything that's on there. So if you want to know more about Vance, please go to his website. However, we do got some stuff, right, guys? Yes, yeah. we do. Um, he is a strong advocate for equitable and unbiased community-based policing. Um, he he made a note on his website that I um, thought was interesting, um, just that he said it at all, <laughs> which is sad. Uh, but he, he said that we uh, need to stop designating people with absolute labels. A we versus them mentality is inappropriate for public service. And just the fact that he has a, a tab on his issues page titled compassion i feel like speaks a lot for the type of person he is absolutely and the type of sheriff that he will be hopefully hopefully yeah um he also wants to put an end to the voluntary compliance of 287g which is a uh section of the local government code that essentially gives uh, city and county yeah county um, police officers uh, the right to act as an immigration officer um, and at, at least to the extent of detaining uh, and questioning uh, individuals so it turns sheriffs into pseudo ice agents yes yeah which um, he's got a lot of information on his website about how that uh, isolates people uh, people are less likely to reach out to the police because they're afraid of mm-hmm. you know the, them or someone that they love um, coming into contact with the police um, under 287g that would be uh, horrifying to a family um, so he's got information about that if you want to read a little bit more about that um, the link to his website is also on our website. <laughs> Many ways that you can get here. And there was one other thing, one other issue uh, that he brought up uh, about incarcerating not, uh, low-level, non-violent people and those that suffer from substance abuse or mental illness should not be the goal of criminal justice. Yeah. There's another yeah. quote. Sorry. I thought that was really good, too. Um, yeah, he, he just seems to view... Um, view this job in a in a different way than most and i think that that is really valuable so the the guy he's running against the sheriff what is it bill wayburn wayborn wayburn <laughs> he's uh he's he's been sheriff here for a while and and his if you go to his website it just tells you why he wants to run why he wants to still be sheriff and that's really about it um <laughs> so yeah wayborn there we go so uh vote for vance keys Yes, that's, please. That's what we say. <clears throat> please, we really need him as our sheriff. Next up is the Tarrant County Commissioner, 
And just to reiterate, this is the position where there's four different commissioners, and they all serve on the board. What is it? The commissioner's court? Where yeah. they make budget decisions regarding facilities and infrastructure within the county. And up for that is Kathy Bratz. Bratz? 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 Hmm. B-R-A-A-T-Z. I'm going Bratz. I'm going Bratz, too. Yeah. Sorry, um, Kathy, or anyone else who we mispronounce <laughs> your name on this podcast or in any previous podcast or any subsequent podcast. I think that just goes without just saying. Just a blanket apology. <laughs> in politics, I think you just deal with your name being mispronounced, right? That just has to be part yeah, of it. Yeah, probably. Um, but just to note, the county, the Tarrant County Commissioner's Court basically is where the decision to do um, or to, to voluntarily pass um, 280, 285? 287. 287. G. G, yeah. So yeah. it was the county commissioner's court who made that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one example of why it's really important to pay attention to who's on your commissioner's courts. Um, they're also the ones who would ultimately decide if Tarrant County was going to try to uh, create a public defender's office um, that, which we currently don't have, um, that decision would be left up to the Tarrant County Commissioner's Court. Um, a lot of decisions that are made regarding the pandemic um, and how our county uh, basically is trying to cope or maybe sometimes not trying hard enough to cope with it, um, those decisions in many ways are left to the Tarrant County Commissioner's Court too. Um, so Kathy Bratz is an Army veteran an engineer and um, her key issues that she cites on her website um, are public health, um, elections, criminal justice, and there's another, oh, and sustainability. Um, So when it comes to public health, um, she cites uh, pandemic planning and execution of a reasonable plan as one of the things that she's really passionate about. Um, She also wants to improve accessibility to healthcare um, for more people and um, address infant and maternal mortality, which I thought was great because that is such a big issue and there are so many racial disparities when it comes to infant mortality rates and maternal mortality rates. And I don't know if a lot of people are aware, but um, we, I think in, I think it's zip code 76104 here in Fort Worth, um, I think it was uh, maybe like six months ago or maybe, I don't no, know. No, it was like a month Because it's ago. been 2020, so I don't know how long ago it really <laughs> was. Um, it could have been a year ago. It could have been a week ago. Who knows these days? Um, but uh, zip code 76104 has the lowest life expectancy rate of any other zip code in the entire state. Um, and Oof. they didn't talk about infant mortality rates there, but um, black women in particular are... Um, at much higher likelihood of um, not surviving childbirth, and um, and black infants are also um, have a higher mortality rates as well. So I was really impressed that she put that on her platform. Mm-hmm. Um, she also wants uh, more targeting targeted funding um, rega- regarding healthcare, um, and she cites some different examples for that as well. Um, including public health education, just generally across the across the county. Um, when it comes to elections, uh, she wants fair redistricting, um, and she wants to fund campus polling. Uh, when it comes to criminal justice, she wants to implement bail reform, which is deeply needed, particularly here in Tarrant County. 
um, she wants to reject 287G, uh, which we've been talking about, the immigration code. And um, when it comes to sustainability, um, she wants existing county facilities to use renewable energy, um, use compostable products and um, in place of styrofoam, and use single-use plastic, um, and be more water efficient, to use LED bulbs, and to recycle. Um, so I thought that was really specific and also really awesome. Um, and uh, she also wants more energy-friendly construction projects going forward. Um, and I, I miss this, but when it comes to criminal justice, um, she wants to really crack down on elder fraud, which I thought was <coughs> awesome, because that's something that people rarely talk about. Nobody cares mm -hmm. about the elderly. Mm -hmm. I think this pandemic is really demonstrating that more than it, it's been. It's more clear now than it has ever been that people don't give a shit about elderly. Um, but you know who does? Kathy Bratz, which I yeah. thought was awesome. So <laughs> I give Kathy Bratz an A++ rating. Yeah. Did we mention 287G yet? She also wants mm -hmm. to uh, end that. Okay, cool. I m must have missed that. Um, yeah, but she, she looks dope. And I like that she's got uh, very clear goals and, and a very clear direction that she's coming from. Yeah, I thought so too. By the way, that article you were referring to came out on September 22nd in the Star-Telegram. Oh, it cool. must be a new article and, then. And it's titled, uh, No Doctors, No Grocers, No Help, Death Comes Early in These Fort Worth Neighborhoods. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I read the original report um, from, like, the Texas Health... Oh, okay. Gotcha. ...Health Science. Um, what? Who was it? Was it North Texas... Was it University of North Texas Health... UNT Health Science Center. I don't know. Um, I, I'm going to put that in the show notes. <laughs> Who originally conducted the study. Nice. All right, cool. So now, moving on to... Which which one's higher on the ballot? Tarrant County Constable. Constable. Oh, yeah. wait, don't we have another commissioner? Oh, yeah, we do. I, oh, I only looked into... Website. There we go. We, yeah. uh, the one that I could see on my ballot. We've got um. two precincts. They each need a commissioner. Oh, yeah. I could. I don't think I could find a so website one for thing, Roy, Roy it, Brooks. Yeah, I don't know if all the commissioners are up. I don't think they are. Um, two of them have been serving as commissioner for, like, 16 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? So Roy Brooks oh, yeah, is Roy the Brooks. Democrat running name. for Tarrant County Commissioner for Precinct 1, but I wasn't able to find a website for him, so we don't. I don't have any Good luck, Roy. about him. <laughs> Christy, could you find anything on him? Um, no. Okay. I, I so next not. we are on to the constables. Uh, and again, uh, these essentially just do various law enforcement facilities or functions for the, uh, for the court on behalf of the court. All right. Wait, hold on. I might be able to find something on him. I forget. Precinct three. Is that him? For constable? Oh no, Roy Brooks is precinct one. Yeah. Sorry. No, I'm still. I was still stuck trying to make sure that uh, we couldn't find anything on Roy Brooks because I did find TarrantVotes.com, which has some handy information. Hmm. On, on the county votes specifically. You know, TarrantDemocrats.com uh, has, like, information on all of the, like, um, everything down through 
the judges. And then as soon as it gets to, like, the actual county stuff, it's like, you can go to this other website for that. <laughs> Which I just thought was uh, silly. Oh, I didn't notice that. I, I, is that the same as TarrantDemocrats.org? Uh, probably. It's the one you sent me. So, yeah, I guess, okay. I guess okay. .org. I, I mis misremembered. Okay, I found a website for Roy Brooks. Um, all right, let's see. Oh, yeah, he's he's cool. I I couldn't find a whole lot on his, uh, on his, like, policies, necessarily. Um, or, like, the things that he's pushing for as commissioner, but, uh... But reading his about page uh, is is a is a fun experience. <laughs> he at least seems like a cool person. Um, he uh, for over thirty years he has embodied the core values of integrity, innovation, and growth. Wow. He has represented his community as a volunteer, city elected official, and county commissioner. Um, so is he the? Doesn't mark him as an incumbent on my ballot, but um, but he's at least been a commissioner before. Huh. Anyway, um, he has continued to take on issues such as health care for the homeless, infant mortality, obesity, access to care, health disparities, and AIDS education. Nice. Um, and he has aggressively been involved in the state and federal levels of government to assist in developing programs that create and shape health care policy in, across the nation. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Good luck, Roy. Okay, perfect. Good luck, Roy. Yeah. What what grade would you give him? Um, it's hard to say without being able to talk to him, but uh, but uh, let's let's go with a, a solid, you know, solid B. I was thinking B plus. Oh, okay, yeah. He he could be B plus. Oh, no, He's cool. He's married to that. a doctor. Um, okay. I don't know much else about her, but that's cool. I need to know more about policies before I give a B plus. <laughs> B plus based on initial observation. I'm I'm the nice teacher. I'm just like everybody gets an A. <laughs> he did give somebody an A plus plus, even yeah. though I'm sure if we got into it, they would not actually align with all of your views. They just bashed uh, Greg Abbott, and you were like, hell yeah. Gisela, no, she's keeping her A+. So we, we've been neglecting the grade <laughs> every candidate, it. but if you would like to see our grades, they'll be up on the website. Yes, soon. We will. Uh, and we're also time, gonna by the time you hear this. this. Real quick. And we're also <laughs> going to put together a rubric to make it more clear, like, what we're looking for in a good candidate. Yeah. That yeah. sounds great. I'm all about that. We'll get this down. It'll be good. Yeah. We'll get this ne by next election. We'll have this down. Oh, back. yeah. We're going to be We're gonna be on fire. All right, so next up, we've got Tarrant County Constable, Precinct 1. Uh, the incumbent is a Republican named Dale Clark. And, oh, the person running is Scott Gerlich... Gerlichowski? Gerlichowski? There you go. Okay, okay. I needed to think about it for a minute. Sorry, Scott. Um, I, I don't have any information on him. Did you get anything, Christy? Nope. Good luck, Scott. So sorry. Um, I didn't see him because he's not in my district. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, let's see. So after that, we've got Tarrant County Constable Precinct 2, Robert J. McGinty. And I don't know who, um, I don't know who he's running against. 
Doesn't matter. Don't see. vote for the other person. I'm pulling. I'm pulling these up again on TarrantVotes.com. Just let me see if I can find anything. Precinct one. I've got a Facebook for him. Oh, for Scott, that is. What's it look like? Um. Gerlikowski. No matter what your political preference is, we all agree term limits should apply to all elected officials. Okay. Um, Advocating for stronger term limits. Reminding people to vote. That's always good. Excellent. Um, let's see. He's got an adorable puppy. Excellent. Um, <laughs> Describe the this dog. Is <laughs> this is important information. Um, a it's a it's a blonde one, uh, kind of like a you know probably like a lab size. But okay. She, you know she's a baby right now. Oh. Um, okay. And she's got like a like a white face, even, and then the rest of her body is blonde. It's very cute. She sounds super cute. She is into dinosaurs or crocodiles. I can't tell. Anyway. <laughs> Both of those are good things too. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we know that Scott's a dog person. That's always good. Yes. It's always good to I know. I see more newts on. Term limits. Newts. Did I just say newts? <laughs> yeah. Notes. Yeah. <laughs> I see more notes on term limits. Okay. Um, oh, he's a police officer. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, he is a constable. Right. I, think I forgot them. for a second. I was like, you don't see many police officers running for office. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Maybe. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. Nothing, nothing really on, on any, no progressive takes on police officering. Okay. From this post, at least. Okay. Uh, he's more just like, we're human beings, which, you know, is. True. Is true. That yes. is true. <laughs> so. Indeed. Okay, so then there was Robert J. McGinty, who I don't think either of us had any info on. Let's see. We've got a website. Oh, perfect. How did I miss that? He has over 30 years law enforcement experience. Ooh. Uh, he has the Master Peace Officer Certification. Okay. Um, he is in the Sheriff Investigational Department. Investigation Department. Um, he's the former Tarrant County Deputy Sheriff. Okay. Um, let's see what his about page is like. Sounds like like a good old-fashioned police work kind of guy. Yeah. He graduated uh, seminary and a Bible institute. Okay. The Southern Bible Institute. He's got a lot of certifications. Um, he reduced the budget 10%. 10% yet met and or exceeded what the county encouraged from all county departments. For? I don't know. He doesn't specify which what? budget. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it says okay. successes, and then it lists that as one of them. <laughs> okay. Um, a little vague. <laughs> a little vague, yeah. Trying to get the defund the police vote 
right there. <laughs> Going after those pre- young progressives. <laughs> it's, it's just his budget. It's his grocery budget. He's like, I decreased it 10%, guys. I'm good at things. But it's going on the website. <laughs> we were able to cut back on toilet paper and paper towels and still not run out. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. No, but it, for real, though, if you really did actually decrease any sort of police budget meaningfully, that, yeah. that's, that would be great. That would be great, indeed. Um, I would like to find more info on that. Let's see. So next we have Precinct 3. Is that up for vote? Um, Are they all no. up for vote? I okay. Have, which no, one's no, the next no one? Uh, the next one I have is Precinct 5, which is uh, Pedro Pete Munoz. Ugh. Senor Pete. Yeah. So all we've got on the website is one sentence, and I think it's a beautiful <laughs> sentence. Would you like to read the sentence? <laughs> um, hold on. I lost it. <laughs> Uh, was fired from the Burleson Police Department for kicking a detained man in the head in 2005. Yeah. That's the sentence. That's all you need to know. Putting him into, I think he was unconscious for, and had to go to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was not great. Um, mm-hmm. He was fired with uh, a note that he was not eligible for rehire. Mm-hmm. But good old Fort Worth PD took him in. We don't know all of the legal logistics of this. So um, he sent out a flyer like right after all of that came out about with like the documents from his like being fired from Burleson B- PD he sent out a flyer that we received by mail, yeah, the mail stating it. that um, it was that he, it was appealed and that he was rehired back onto the police force to Burleson PD mm. and um, that basically saying like the allegations against him were like really misleading um, which is uh, you know something that we know happens a lot in yeah, the, happens all in the, the time. police departments yeah because of the police unions it's really difficult to get rid of police officers but yeah. I think that is that was what that I was just saying that just to note what happened right. during yeah. the primary election right Yes, and he, um, yeah, I mean, the, the incident is still recorded the same way, uh, very, very negatively, uh, like, looks very negatively at him. Um, yeah. I think he still upon ended him. up upon getting, him. like, yes, thank you. <laughs> I think he still got, like, 60% of the vote. Yeah. Like, regardless of He's, that incident. He had a lot of yard signs. Yeah. Yep. I, he did. That was the biggest thing that I noticed about him. So he's going to get an F minus as far as we're concerned. Yeah, he gets an F minus. Yeah, an F, for sure. An F minus minus. Yeah. Double Just minus. We're, we're mad that, like, yeah. he, and, he, and he's not running against anybody, so we can't even, like, not vote for him. Right, yeah. exactly. It do, won't matter. We're, yeah. We're mad. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> so don't. No, I'm kidding. You do you. Um, yeah, we, we endorsed uh, John Wright yeah. for Constable. We did. For Precinct 5. Hopefully in the future. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Who else we got? Next up is Tarrant County Constable for Precinct 6, which is Kalisha Lyons. And I wasn't able to find a website for her, but I found her Facebook account. And, oh, wait, did she? No, she did have a website. Yeah. And on her website, she wants to have more collaboration with courts, gov- uh, city governments, and community members to f- perform duties of the constable. She wants more cultural diversity. And 
and she um, supports wants to support local health departments and healthcare organizations, uh, promoting family health and wellness through social media and pamphlet distribution to empower a healthy living community and more educational engagement so that um, she can work with schools to educate, train, and identify talented students that are interested in seeking a career in law enforcement and um, work it out to where they can get extra credit hours um, for doing like a pre-law enforcement training type situation. And she wants to embrace new technology. I noticed uh, several people had notes on, on new technology. Vance Keys and, and several of the uh, people running for constables. Um, I think that that is something that specifically our uh, police department and also just uh, county uh, yeah. law enforcement like is severely lacking in. I mean, it's just one of those things but where it's like... But are they, though? Like, well, yeah. I mean, yes. Like, Well, in, in things like their website, wh where we're supposed to be able to look up information, yeah. things like that. Well, the reason I find that so strange is because they're, like, one of the first police departments to implement ComStat systems, which is, like, we're a... Not, well, we're not talking about the police department, though. Well, okay. Right, yeah, sorry. I guess I, I did say police department, but yeah, I guess we're no, really we're talking, talking about... the county. The county in general? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, their website's yeah. not even secure. No, yeah, like, no, it, te technologically, like, most state, you know, uh, entities, like, at... at at the state of Texas level, but also at the county level, also at the municipal level, also at the federal level, things are underfunded mm -hmm. <laughs> often, and especially, like, the technological side of things. And so it's, like, one of those things where, like, it's an easy political win to say, oh, I'm for new technology, because, like, duh, who's not for new technology? But at the same yeah. time, when you really look at, like, the internal infrastructure, like, of the networks and the, and the computers that they're actually using in a lot of these facilities, like, yeah, they're super old. And this is how you end up getting hacked by you know who who knows who be like t like Fort Worth ISD got hacked in the spring. Yeah. It's because their network is ten years out of date or whatever, and it hasn't been put up to date. And no one's putting money towards the technology, and so I, gotcha. that's true at the municipal level and at the county level too. Okay. Not just in the no not not this isn't an about like police technology or whatever. Like it's it's about you know the operational side of things. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the Tarrant County website's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, there's the just, water company's website's terrible. Yeah, there's just no yeah, other way to yeah. explain it. Yeah, like when like Fort Worth, it's a Fort Worth website. I can't even access it when I have the VPN on because it's not secure. Yeah, it blocks it. And yeah. so the VPN is like, this website is dangerous. And, so, and they're right. And like, so <laughs> Fort Worth City will probably get hacked at some point if your Chrome is like, I'm not opening this because this isn't secure. Someone's going to come around and go, hey, this isn't secure. Let's see what's going on here. Let's see if we can get in yeah. here. Maybe we'll delete this part from... We don't want to be tipping anybody off. All the hackers out there like, oh. Okay. Or maybe, maybe director of operations or whatever needs to hear this and so yeah. they can go I mean that's what Edward Snowden did he went over to the Los Alamos website in like 92 mm -hmm. and told them hey you can just hack through this stuff and they never did anything about it so then he hacked their website and then they gave him a job yeah yeah. and now they just send the FBI after you Yeah. instead exactly. of hire you yeah. now they just like give you like a 200 year sentence and call you a traitor to the US exactly <laughs> For so, real. Okay, sorry, we're getting getting yeah, okay, off, off track. So is <laughs> we'll it, do another episode. Are we done with with uh, <laughs> Kalisha? 
Um, yes. And now to Precinct 7, Constable Precinct 7, Sandra Lee. Candidate yes. Sandra Lee. Yes. All right. All I've got is a Facebook for her. I got a Facebook for her, too. I took a quote from it. Okay, perfect. What's that? Okay. <laughs> so, Sandra Lee, and, and she got me, like, with this first sentence. It costs Texas over $22,000 a year to house a prisoner. If every country had one less prisoner, we would save taxpayers. Oh, I said country. If every county had one less prisoner a year, we would save taxpayers $5.5 million a year. And I'm pretty sure the cost of housing a prisoner in Texas is like uh, is more than twenty two thousand dollars a year now, but um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but anyways, like she's talking about, you know, less people in prison. Yeah, is the what love she's that. trying to say there. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's exactly what we need. Um, and then she says, if elected, I would start a constable academy to help our troubled youth. We have to show these families that we are no longer giving up on their students. We can teach these students about law enforcement and give them the opportunity to engage in positive community activities. As elected officials, we have the opportunity to change lives, but we have to care enough to get involved. And so I agree with half of that. Um, I agree with, as elected officials, we have the opportunity to change lives, but we have to care enough to get involved. Yep. I think that's great. <laughs> However, I just don't... No, if I agree that a constable academy is really um, the best way to do it, is the right is the right way to do it. I would be curious to see the results. Like I don't agree with, you know, like see, like this is my thing. This is my thing, and I'm not trying to get too off topic here. But this is my thing. I don't think that what we need here in Tarrant County, or really anywhere in the U.S. is to teach young people or community members how to better interact with law enforcement. We need law enforcement to learn how the f to interact with citizens. So I completely reject this whole premise that the troubled youth are just, you know, out here doing whatever, being disrespectful to cops. They don't know how to talk to cops, and that's why, you know, cops are arresting young people disproportionately, you know, black males. You know, like, I don't think that it's always these kids that is the problem or hardly ever these kids that are really the problem. I think more oftentimes it's that law enforcement, you know, don't know how to interact with people. Most definitely. So, anyways. Most definitely. I yeah. agree. But... I agree with the first and the last part. <laughs> well, good luck, Sandra. Yeah. Um, I scrolled down uh, to... Uh, she talks about Tatiana Jefferson uh, on her Facebook a little bit as well. Um, she says... Uh, I would have shot at whoever I thought was breaking in to protect myself. After She, she puts herself in, in the... She says she would have also assumed the same thing. She would have shot, um, which Tatiana Jefferson didn't do. But anyway, um, she says, We have to change the system that has created the policing policies pertaining to, the, to people of color. If we truly believe that all men and women are created equal, our policing policies must be changed to reflect that equality. Which is a, you know, it's pretty... That's true. It's pretty, you know, it's, it's true. It's not very strong. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Definitely could have said some stronger things, but, uh, but you know, it's, it's good that she said County, something. You know, too, so. Yeah, at least she said yeah. something. I mean, I get it. Like, I get it that, you know, when you're running <laughs> in Tarrant County, maybe you're not always going to be able to, like, really say what's on your heart or what's on your mind. But I am, I, I, I'm glad that she said that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she doesn't, I mean, she doesn't get, like, an F minus minus or anything like that, like. <laughs> No, no double minus. I'd give her, I'd give her a B minus. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll accept it. So, next is Constable Precinct 8. Michael Campbell. Not the Michael Campbell <laughs> that we are affiliated Michael with. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, I know. I, I hadn't seen that yet because it wasn't on my ballot, and so that threw me for a loop. I was like, hold on, he didn't tell us. <laughs> Leaving the law firm and running for <laughs> constable in Precinct 8. <laughs> yeah. Um, find anything on him? I didn't. No. I wasn't able to. Okay. Good I, luck, Michael. I've Good got luck, his Michael. page on the Tarrant County website. Uh, he says... You know, he'll work hard to uphold the core values, um, establish positive working relationships with fellow agencies to improve public safety and awareness in order to make our precinct a better place to live, uh, ensure that all civil process is served in a diligent manner to maintain and build trust, and develop and implement programs that strengthen our economy by providing valuable resources for our local businesses to assist in their success. So there's that. Okay. Excellent. That's his mission statement on oh, the website. Okay. Says. Yeah. Well, then, you know, nothing he's jumped out at me as anything impressive. But he's a lifetime bad. member of the NAACP. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's, that's who he is. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think when it comes to constables, like, you're not going to get a lot of, you know, yeah. Really radical positions. Yeah, especially here. Like, yeah. We got a lot of work to do before the constables start being progressive. Right, exactly. Yeah, not all the constables are going to be advanced cues. Like. Yeah. Just too bad. So now we are on to the district judicial races, district judge. And just to remind our listeners, the district judge is a high judge position. Uh, where you manage, act, supervise, coordinate, and plan operations of the courts. Yeah, so the way that, like, the court system in Texas works is you've got your municipal courts, and um, then, like, above municipal courts, you have your county-level courts, and then above the county-level courts, um, you have district courts which are below the court of appeals um and so like a case will typically start in the municipal municipal court and then it can go up to a county level court but then it goes straight from there to the um it can go straight from there to the court of appeals so uh district courts are like the third tier of court system all right so that's the second court of appeals district that it, it Correct. Place that's how six. it reads on the... Yeah. Um, let me see. 
Oh, wait, no. So we've got the Court of Criminal Appeals, we've got the Second Court of Appeals, and then we have the District Judges. Okay, those are separate things. Cool. So Delonia A. Watson is the first person for place six, the justice running for place six. Who did, who did the research on, on her? Um, I did some research on Delonia. Um, so she has a bachelor's in chemical engineering from MIT and a JD from Harvard Law School. Uh, she's been licensed to practice law in Texas since 1984. And I just got all of this website, all of this information off of her website. Um, she's spent 34 years specializing in appellate advocacy, which I thought was really awesome. Uh, 3.5 years as an assistant, assistant district attorney. Um, and she practiced before the Second Court of Appeals and um, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals. Bless you. Uh, 25 years as an assistant United States attorney, including serving as appellate section chief. Um, she has six years in private practice, um, extensive experience writing briefs and presenting oral argument. Um, she's an associate pastor at Legacy Fellowship Church in Fort Worth. Uh, she is a coach for the Fort Worth Hornets Youth Basketball Association. Um, she has past civil service commissioner uh, for the city of Fort Worth, which I th was like, oh, that's why she seems really, really, that's why she looks familiar. <laughs> um, and actually, I, that's why her name sounded so familiar. Um, whenever I was, whenever I was, um, trying to put together the questions that we were going, uh, to submit to, um, I can't remember what for city, the count what city meeting it was. It was the one where um, they were taking the oh meet and God. confer. Yes, meet okay. and confer. I was on a Zoom call with Delonia Watson then. Like, All I right, just, so how how was she? She was great. <laughs> Wonderful. Like she was super smart and like super nice. And yeah, I was. Oh my God, I was nice. on a Zoom call with her. Wow. I uh, I liked that she put information about the second court of appeals on her website yeah you know, kind of nice. just like explaining like hey this is what it actually is yeah <laughs> what we're even electing her for yeah like this is how it works yeah but she was actually past civil service commissioner for the city of Fort Worth because i remember her talking about that when we and she was like kind of educating people on the call about um about how the meet and confer agreement you know works or whatever um she's a super smart lady that's cool um and she was the past president of the Black Women Lawyers of Tarrant County and past board member of the YWCA. And she has won multiple awards for legal work and community service. Wonderful. Yeah. I give her A+. Plus. Yay. Maybe A++. Plus plus. <laughs> so now we've got a different, just the regular district judge. Not, not the fancy second court of appeals judge. Right. Uh, district, district Judge 48th Judicial District, Lawrence Myers. Right. I wasn't able to find anything on Lawrence. Um, let me... Good luck, Lawrence. <laughs> We're rooting for you. This is not the Court of Criminal Appeals. No, I, don't, I can't find anything either. All right, next is District Judge of the 67th Judicial District, Matthew Hegeman. Good luck, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, we didn't get no, no no luck there. All right, now district judge of the ninety sixth judicial district. Oh, this is my dude, Tim Brandenburg. Tim Brandenburg. <laughs> oh boy, if you go to his website, he sounds like the absolute nicest guy. Uh, like super very nice. folksy. Was this the folksy guy that yeah. you told me? Yeah. Yeah. So you can just tell he's like super nice. He lives in Arlington. Um, he was a former computer programmer. Um, before he started, before he decided to get a law degree, which he got here in Fort Worth. I'm assuming Texas Wesleyan, um, unless it had already been appropriated by Texas A&M law. I'm not for sure. He doesn't really say. Um, but he went to night school classes and, uh, got his law degree. Um, and when he started practicing law, he, I guess, was working on a lot of cases, um, that are like advocating for people with disabilities. Um, and uh, he really loved trial law the most. Um, and so that was where the majority of his legal experience is in, is a, as a trial lawyer. Um, and on his website, his main concern is how the court system is stacked against the average person. And um, that I guess he noticed that, you know, if you're, if these, companies are, you know, able to hire, um, you know, able to hire these law firm, you know, big law firms or expensive lawyers, you know, that people get much better outcomes, you know, versus if you have a court appointed attorney, like you'd have to have here in Tarrant County, or um, if you're in a place where you have a public defender, um, or if you're just, you know, having to, per you know, if you can't afford, you know, like the upper echelon of, of attorneys and rep then you're not going to get very good representation and the whole court system is really just stacked against the average person um, and he wants to fairly apply the law and give ordinary people what they deserve which is justice oh yeah <laughs> yeah we all need a little justice. Yeah. All right, good. Good, good luck, Tim. Sound like a really nice guy. He is a nice guy. I encourage everybody to go to Tim Brandenburg's website. If you just want to feel better about the world. <laughs> and it's with the B-U-R-G. B-U-R-G. Not, not an E. All right. Uh, next is District Judge of the 153rd Judicial District, Alicia Darden. Oh, I love Alicia Darden. Wait, is she the person I thought? I'm she not. has one point on she, the page that I'm looking she's at. She's not the person that I was expecting. <laughs> Her one but point I, says... I love you anyways, Alicia. She must be a really big Metallica fan <laughs> because her only point says, Justice for all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good luck, Alicia. Next is District Judge of the 213th Judicial District, Lakeisha Smith. Lakeisha Smith. Um, She... Oh, this is, okay, Lucasia Smith. So her website was really interesting. Um, she appears to be pretty, pretty young, um, but she has, like, a 19-year-old, so I don't know exactly how young she is. But um, she was formerly a state public defender and also worked as an assistant DA, although I'm not for sure where. I don't know if that was here in Tarrant County or not. Um, but she worked as an assistant DA, so she's been on both sides of the court system. Um, and doing, working on both sides of the court system, she learned the importance of having an open-minded judge. Um, and sometimes, you know, to get justice, you have to take unconventional measures, <laughs> which I wasn't 
exactly sure how uh, I didn't know how to take that. Um, but I like it. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Um, but what I thought was most interesting, and that's really like the gist of, of what I gathered from her website. But one of the things that she kind of talks about um, is how she like went to law school like a little bit later. Um, but she talks about how uh, when she was a teenager, um, I guess she lost her mom when she was 14 and had a troubled youth and um, actually ended up dropping out of high school. Um, and later on, I guess, or shortly thereafter, um, ended up becoming a teen mom and how, um, you know, her experiences, like, you know, like she knows a lot about poverty from like firsthand and, um, you know, she was just really like, like really transparent about her past and like really putting herself out there on her website. And I thought, you know, A, like that's pretty courageous because a lot of people, you know, um, in this climate, you know, or would be willing to just use whatever against, against you that they can, you know? Um, but I thought it was cool that she put it on there. And also it shows that she is, you know, kind of could be an inspiration or a mentor, you know, for, for other people. Sure. Yeah. With those experiences. Cool. Good nice. luck, Lakeisha. Yeah. Good Yay. luck, Lakeisha. All right. Next is district judge of the 342nd judicial district. Valerie Baston. Any? Good luck, Valerie Baston. <laughs> no info, but good luck. We wish you the best. And next, we also wish Mary Ellen W. Hicks the best of the 348th Judicial District. G- great yep. job. Keep it up. <laughs> We're assuming. Yes. Um, and then now we actually have some words to say about the candidate oh. for the district judge of the 352nd Judicial District, Olin Poole. Yeah, Olin Poole. Christy, you want to take it away? Um, I did not look into Olin Poole at all, but I will read your notes. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he's got a lot of real-world experience. Beautiful family. Um, he has a good temperament for the courtroom. Did he say that? Or he did. did. Okay. Actually, temperament is one of the headings on his website. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. That's... Uh, First I mean, person to say that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't wasn't aware that that was like one of the big issues, but I but I like that he brought it up. Um, he has seventeen years experience as a judge. I um, think it might be as a lawyer. Ah, seventeen years experience in the courtroom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was that was key. That wasn't just a cute way of saying. I see. Well, he wants you to guess. I mean, they, they don't know what I was doing in the courtroom. <laughs> Could be seventeen years judge. I was just watching. Yeah, um, he is based in civil litigation, uh, but also probate, business organization and management, estate planning, and family law. So, so a good range of things. There. Yeah, I think he uh, has a law firm with his wife. Nice. Which I thought was cute. And he, uh, as every other judge running for office has a note on fairness. Oh, yeah. There you go. Can't leave out fairness. <laughs> How will people know? <laughs> nice. Well, good luck, right. Olin. Um, there is one more person I want to talk about. Okay. And, um, We've got two on this list, but there's nothing next to their names. So. Yeah, those two people, I don't think I could find anything out about them. Well, Michael Munoz and Karen Williams, good luck, guys. Good luck to both of you. Um, but yeah. there was one more 
judge that I wanted to say something about. Where did she go? We didn't end up going over the Court of Criminal Appeals, did we? We didn't, but did I close out? Ah, yes. So actually, one of those people that is who I wanted to talk about, which is Elizabeth David Frizzell, yeah. Texas Court of Criminal Appeals. Let's go all the way. <laughs> um, she put, uh, she has a, a very comprehensive website here, um, but she actually put her platforms on here, which I thought was, uh, was really cool because a lot of people didn't really explain what their platform was outside of fairness. <laughs> um, right. And so her, I guess she's got a little slogan here. It says, it's time for a change at the highest level of criminal court. And boy, is it. She could not be more right about that. So um, she has uh, that she believes in change. And apparently, um, and I, I was trying to figure out why her name sounded so familiar, but apparently she actually ran um, as the, uh, I think she ran for district attorney in Dallas. Um, in 2018, uh, and she only lost by a few votes. Um, but she has 26 years of legal experience and 20 years uh, um, were at the judicial office. Um, and she feels like that proves her capabilities as a reliable and determined candidate. Um, but she uh, is a she says she's a proven champion for justice, and she is community connected. And then her actual platforms include um, addressing uh, disparate, uh, she says address disparate sentences, but I've heard it, um, I guess, like explained more or worded differently as um, sentencing disparities. And so that is how um, some defendants receive longer sentences than other people for the exact same offense or for similar offenses. It just depends on how good of an attorney you have. And oftentimes it depends on what race you are. Um, and so she has that down and she is interested in reducing mass incarceration, um, which I thought was great. And then she wants to address death penalty cases because some defendants receive the death penalty for cases that she feels like should be life sentences. And in the state of Texas, the law provides for a defendant to receive the death penalty under the law of parties um, or the party act, which is even if um, they are not the person who used the weapon in murder cases, like family members. Um, so yeah, I don't know if people realize that, um, but you can be with a group of people and you know maybe one person has a gun and you don't even know that they have a gun on them and they use the gun you know, at, in some sort of altercation, and then everybody can end up getting the death penalty, like all five people, even if only one person actually fired the weapon. It actually happens all the time. Not all states have a party act like no. this. Um, Texas is kind of unique in that way, and it's pretty... <coughs> That's how I ended up mm -hmm. in jail. My cousin, who's about to be released this month since Ooh, yay. 1996... Yeah. Was when he was put, and it was because of the party. He was driving a car. It was a gang thing, and he was driving the car uh, where uh, some guy was mugged. Uh, yeah. But he, he still got murdered. At, at age at 15. 15. Yeah, he was 15. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. yeah. Which so. is insane. Oof. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, but yeah, so that's one of the things that she is against. So I'm pretty excited about that. 
Um, and then she says here that the majority of people on death row are from impoverished, uh, impoverished communities and have not completed high school, which is totally true. So she's calling that shit out. Um, she also says that she wants to reduce wrongful convictions, which is huge. Um, Dallas County leads the nation in wrongful convictions, and Texas leads the nation in incarcerating defendants. Uh, many defendants in Texas have been freed after serving decades in prison after DNA testing. Faulty identifications and improvements in scientific theories have proven the defendant um, innocent of the charge. And I think it's like, like it, you know, to kind of link that back to death row, I think um, the sentence, is it the sentencing project or... Um, one of the advocacy groups has um, did a huge study and found that 5% uh, of people that are sitting on death row or ha who have already been executed um, are actually, were actually wrongfully convicted, mm -hmm. um, which is insane. One in 20. You know. Yeah. One in 20. Yeah, the state is murdering people who are were wrongfully convicted. Great, Texas. One in 20 is a just unacceptable yeah. statistic yeah yeah Oof. and that's doesn't, if you like ignore work. the fact that the state shouldn't have the right to like be murdering people anyways right <laughs> yes it's like well if the, if the state is going to murder people they better be damn sure they're the right people right but they're but they're not and but our, but our no. system isn't set up to no to actually be taking that into consideration you know like, yeah yeah anyways okay. yeah so, but yeah elizabeth davis frizzell Place A++. Plus three. Plus. Ace++ plus for the Place 3 Court of Criminal Appeals. And that is our list for this day. <laughs> <laughs> this evening. It's evening yes. for us. Who knows Don't what know. time it is where you are. Yeah. But uh, thank you for sticking with us, guys. We hope you vote. We hope you use this knowledge to the best of your ability. And so you can be informed when you enter that voting booth. And uh, let's, let's, let's hope 2021 is, is better. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Fort Worth Freedom Review. If you would like to get involved or want to contact us, you can reach us at fwfreedomreview at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fwreview and on Facebook at Fort Worth Freedom Review. This podcast is made possible by the Justice Reform League, a Fort Worth-based nonprofit. If you wish to support us, please go to justicereformleague.org and click the donate button.